is Tuesday, September 27, 2022, and national security nightmare hunter Biden tries to employ and bang a Chinese spy. What did he get away with? Well, let's just say he laid the pipe. Patrol spots Chinese-Russian naval ships off Alaska Island, and children scream as confused meandering Joe Biden calls for everyone under 15 to sit in his lap at the White House. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Rules. If we don't engage in impeachment inquiries to get the documents and the testimony and the information we need, then I believe that our voters will feel betrayed and that likely that could be the biggest win the Democrats could hope for in 2024 when it really matters to investigate them and to hold them accountable. And we can do that without the Senate and without the White House. And that's why it should be investigations first, policy, uh, bill making to support the lobbyists and the PACs. As a, as, as a far, far Broadcasting to you from Tampa, Florida. We're still in Tampa, Florida. We're watching this hurricane. We, we got a lot of emails from everyone yesterday. There's a lot of emails saying, hey, Benny, you should get out. You should leave uh, the path of the hurricane. Maybe we will. We're not sure. We're looking uh, at what our neighbors are saying, what lifelong Floridians are saying. If you have an opinion and you want to let me know about that or this show, or if you want to have us cover something or if you're interested in what we're doing, please feel free to send us an email. We put our email out there. We read our email. We respond to our email. When we have a moment, we do write back and we do love getting your suggestions. So let us know. We are currently in the path of this hurricane and we will see what happens. However, we are so incredibly thankful. I mean, honestly, so that we, we remember back in the day when Barack Obama told us that he could lower the tide in the ocean just by putting his messianic hand out over the sea like Moses. And he could say, uh, ocean, or to uh, raise a lower a little bit because uh, I have a couple beach houses and uh, I don't need more sand because uh, I need more space for the migrants in uh, Martha's Vineyard that I'm not going to house. I'm not going to make I'm not I'm, I'm not going to open up my house to migrants. I got 30 acres. No, no, no. We don't need any more rising waters on Obama's beachside properties. We don't need any more rising waters on Obama's mansions on the shore. But Democrats are of course back at it this morning. It is quite telling that these people do think that they are deities. They do think that they are God. They do think they can control nature. Nancy Pelosi is saying that we've saved the planet by spending billions of dollars on climate change. Now, Amy Klobuchar, a member of the Senate from Minnesota, of all places, is saying that the hurricane that is about to strike my hometown and my studio right now could have been prevented if we had just spent more money. You remember, here's the logic. If they tax you more, then you can change the weather. That's the logic. More taxes, make sure that you're poorer so that we can change the weather. Nancy Pelosi can change the weather. That's how it works. Here's Klobuchar saying it this morning that the hurricane about to strike my house is going to be changed because Democrats robbed from my children and uh, completely inflated the economy. They destroyed the U.S. dollar, destroyed the crypto markets, destroyed the stock markets. But hey, they prevented the hurricane. Watch. 
And two, you've got leaders in Congress uh, like um, Senator Schumer and uh, Speaker Pelosi, as well as their Republicans that want to work with them, where we have been able to step by step by step push these bills through. And so um, I think so many times people counted us out, but we want to make clear we've got the backs of the American people. And while we have clear disagreements, we don't want, if the Republicans take charge, a number of them have been talking about an abortion ban. You guys know that. You featured on the yeah. show. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We've got to win in the midterms. We understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. That is what that vote is today in the Rules Committee, um, where you're going to see a strong bipartisan support, a very good hearing for changes to the Electoral Count Act. Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar, thank you for being on this morning. Great to see you. Amy Klobuchar, of course, saying that if you just spend more money, there will be no more hurricanes. If you tax people more, then we can change the weather. They should put that on a bumper sticker. Amy Klobuchar should run for president. Oh, wait, Amy Klobuchar did run for president in 2020. She was felled by the fact that everybody who's ever worked with her hates her guts. According to one of her former staffers, they were forced to eat their salads with a comb from Amy Klobuchar. So maybe Amy Klobuchar should go after the hurricane in of her own like broken uh, personality and her own sad, miserable existence, loveless existence, where she's forcing her staff to eat salad with a comb. Amy Klobuchar, a hurricane of disaster and pain and sadness in the Senate. Shut the hell up. No amount of money spent is going to stop nature from happening. The reason we talk about this and what we talked about yesterday on the show is that these people think they're God. Just leave it at that. Their deity and their religion, they have abandoned Christianity. They've abandoned the moorings of faith that believe in a higher power. They believe themselves to be the higher power. And therefore, they can control the weather. If they spend enough money, if they tax enough people, then they can be the ones who control the weather. Barack Obama says it. These people are classic hedonists. They don't believe in a God. They believe they're God. So that's why they speak like this. That's why they, 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 that's what the jackassery of this religion, it's a cult. It's just a cult. And that's what these people are addicted to. They're addicted to power. They're addicted to this. And that's why it's so special when you have someone like Georgia Maloney winning in Italy on God family country. All night, last night, Tucker Carlson was talking about God, family, country. It was up there on the screen for the entire monologue. It's what we've been saying for a long time. This is the anecdote. This is the pill that rids us of these absolute heat. Again, they're hedonists. They don't believe in a higher power. They believe that they are the higher power and that we are all there to serve them. And that the churches and the robes of the priests are the robes on the Supreme Court that must decide for their church. And that they are the priests inside the high towers of Washington, D.C., in the Congress and in the Senate. It's why they're so upset when you don't do what they have to say. It's like a religious commandment for these people. It's why they attack our memes. It's why they attack our projectors when I'm giving a speech. It's like ISIS. It's like it's like you can't you can't live inside of a world that it's like they, they want their own caliphate, essentially where they cannot be questioned. 
And so that's why you get insane commentary like this. The problem is, is that they aren't gods. They aren't deities. They are the people who should be questioned the most. Because they're like the, the saddest, most miserable, most defiled people on the planet. And they prove it every single moment of every single day when we have to like wake up and we look at Twitter and we say, oh my God, oh, help us. There's a new Hunter Biden story out. What part of Hunter Biden's body do I have to like look at today? What kind of like sick leak has now come from this laptop? We hate covering these stories, but they are incredibly important. And so here we go. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, down the sewer hole that is Hunter Biden's life. Hunter Biden apparently uh, employed a Chinese spy and then banged a Chinese spy, had his own fang, fang, bang, bang going on inside of his office. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. And we hate these people. Hunter Biden has, I mean, Hunter Biden has kids that he won't acknowledge. He has a kid with a stripper. He's now trying to sue to pay less in alimony payments. He has a kid that he abandoned. Joe Biden won't acknowledge the fact that he has like seven grandkids instead of six. And of course, our press never asked him about this. I'm sure it would be nice to get our press to ask Joe Biden, how many grandkids you actually got, Joe? How many grandkids you got? You know, we actually love our children, unlike the Bidens. We love our children and we want a country to be, to like exist, at, like when we're gone, so that we bequeath our children a birthright to live in a good country. We got parents who work on this staff on the Benny Show, and we just thank you for your support. Like, honestly, we are in the fight for the right reasons. So this is why we do what we do. Uh, Hunter Biden does what he does in order to destroy the future of this country for his children and for your children and for all of us. Uh, Hunter Biden hired a Chinese spy uh, in order to try and sell off America's petroleum reserves to China, something that Joe Biden is doing literally right now. Joe Biden is emptying out and liquidating all of America's petroleum reserves, these strategic petroleum reserves. The reason why gas prices, they're not low. Joe Biden likes to say that they're below $3 a gallon. They're not in any state. But the reason why gas is artificially low and that inflation isn't at 12 and 20% right now is because Joe Biden is liquidating our strategic oil reserve, which should be used, by the way, during times of war. And we'll get to that. The Chinese military and the Russian military are buzzing Alaska right now, breaking news. So just in case you're wondering if the world is getting safer or if the world is getting worse under Joe Biden's stewardship. So we have depleted our petroleum reserve like 
in concert with Hunter Biden, revelations that Hunter Biden was sleeping with and employed a Chinese spy whose entire role on his staff was to deplete our petroleum reserves. So in case you're wondering if Joe Biden is essentially doing exactly what the Chinese are telling him to do, there it is. We have the reports. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter Biden, Chinese spy, Jesse Waters. But Swalwell wasn't the only person to have a fang fang in D.C. Turns out Hunter Biden may have dabbled with a Chinese spy, too. Her name is Jackie Bao. She was assigned to be Hunter's flirty assistant, and she played that gig pretty well. She used to tell Hunter he was the most amazing boss ever and told him she'd, quote, do anything and everything to make him happy. According to emails, Hunter even left his, quote, doggy tags over her apartment. Doggy tags. Did he serve in the military? But it wasn't all just fun and games in Hunter's office. When Jackie Bao wasn't doing busy work like scheduling his flights or helping do research for the Biden campaign, according to whistleblowers, she was running point in a giant deal to sell American natural gas to China in 2017. Do you know that they actually have maps that were provided by the Chinese military and the Chinese government to give to Hunter Biden, to give to his father. These are Chinese maps to show which oil fields they wanted to buy in America and what oil they wanted to control in our country. The entire role of the Biden family is essentially to auction off all of our energy and all of our resources. Their job was to sell wholesale our country to our enemies. What do you call somebody who does that? You call them a traitor. What do you do with traitors? Well, there are laws. You put them into military tribunals. This is traitorous. It's time to start calling it what it is. It's why people like Matt Gates are calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden. It's why people like James Comer, who is in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation in the House, James Comer, a name you should definitely be familiar with, saying that Jill and Joe Biden are indicted in this as well. Not only do we have proof that Hunter Biden, there's a quote from James Comer, directly involved in it, the emails and text messages also show that Hunter was asking for office space as he needed extra keys for both Jill and Joe Biden. So this links the president to Hunter Biden's shady business deals with China, with Chinese spies. This is a national security nightmare. Here's James, James Comer saying exactly that last night. So this is a national security concern. Not only do we have proof that Hunter Biden was directly involved in it, the emails and text messages also show that Hunter was asking for office space and he needed extra keys for both Joe and Jill Biden. So this <laughs> links the president to Hunter Biden's shady business deal with China. This is just a national security nightmare. And it kind of puts into perspective maybe why Joe Biden's made some terrible decisions that have uh, been at the best interest of China at the expense of the American consumer. Yeah, Waters described in his report that a whistleblower said Hunter Biden sought to sell natural gas to China in 2017 with Bao, Bao Bao. So we have Fang Fang, now we have Bao Wow. Bao Wow, Pow Pow. Okay, we have Fang Fang Bang Bang, and we have Bao Wow, Hunter Pow Pow. This is how it works in China. They actually name... They actually named the Chinese escort slash prostitute slash spies um, after like what you'd find on like a, like a Saturday morning cartoon from the 1950s. Just to make sure that like the Bidens who are just drooling troglodytical cavemen at this point who would bang on quite literally anything with a pulse. Just check Ashley Biden's diary in case you need confirmation. Uh, they just like 
slurp up these low information, like like shit their pants on on national TV, Eric Swalwell style people. Uh, sorry for the cursing there. Um, uh, try not to curse on the show. We get one a show, so there we go. Uh, Eric Swalwell did did crap his pants on TV. I mean, we had the clip. We, we should load that clip. Let's get the clip up. Eric Swalwell crapped his pants on TV. We know this. We know we have the video evidence. I and mean, this is like the Zapruder film, okay? But there's no there's no different angles. We can we can we can do it. I mean, we can do it. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, proof that Joe Biden and Jill Biden were using the Chinese spy that Hunter Biden was sleeping with in order to try and sell off the strategic reserves. And then Joe Biden goes ahead and sells off the strategic reserves of oil in this country, in this country, right now to China. It's happening right now. The petroleum reserves are lower than they've ever been. They are lower than they've ever been. And it's because of these kind of guys, the Eric Swalwell, Hunter Biden kind of guys. These people are traitors. They will sell out their country for a little bit of fang fang, a little bit of bang bang, a little bit of bow wow. And then they'll, and then they'll go and they'll crap themselves on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Swalwell uh, went on TV. We cannot play the clip enough. Uh, uh, A couple years ago, and he pooped his pants. Now, was this because he was scared that somebody was asking him about Fang Fang? We don't know. Eric Swalwell's office has not confirmed, uh, uh, has not responded to our request for comment. But... It is important. Again, it's like as as historic as the Zapruder film. There'll be national. There'll be Smithsonian archives uh, documentate like big Smithsonian archive display on this. Someday, someday, our children will walk and wander and and, and wonder at this historic moment uh, in American politics when a member of Congress who was trying to impeach Donald Trump at the time um, sharded himself on national television. Please watch taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans... Again, it's the Zapruder film. You can see his shoulders go up, right? We're not trying to be too... We're not trying to be potty humor here, but you can see his shoulders go up, right? You can see him clench. You can see him move. It, it can't... It can't... It, we call this the... Okay, so we call this the swall fart, all right? It's a historic moment, and everyone remembers where they were. Everyone remembers where they were when this happened. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans... It's true. It's true. And there's never been a greater distillation of what Democrats are offering America than that clip. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. 
Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. So what are Republicans offering America? Well, Matt Gates was on the war room yesterday saying that Swalfart, that Hunter Biden, that the Chinese spies, that we, the American people have had enough. And if the Republican Congress doesn't impeach Joe Biden every single day, if the Republican Congress is not impeaching Joe Biden and his entire staff all day and night, then the base, the Republican people will say, uh, yo, you failed us which is exactly right. Here's Matt Gates saying impeachment, baby, it's on its way. Rules, if we don't engage in impeachment inquiries to get the documents and the testimony and the information we need, then I believe that our voters will feel betrayed and that likely that could be the biggest win the Democrats could hope for in 2024 when it really matters to investigate them and to hold them accountable. And we can do that without the Senate and without the White House. And that's why it should be investigations first, policy, uh, bill making to support the lobbyists and the PACs as a, as, as a far. So Matt Gates saying, yo, uh, we're going to feel like betraying. We're betraying as members of Congress. We don't impeach Joe Biden. We're gonna feel like we're betraying our base. And you're right because you've all been on my show. You've all been on this show promising this incredible audience that they will get an impeachment of the Biden regime. And so let's go. By the way, it's Democrats who made these rules. Cry more. Cry more. You made the rules. You made the rules. The rules are every, every president gets impeached as soon as they lose Congress. That's the rule. The rule is every president gets impeached from now on. They impeached Donald Trump for a phone call. I've been on the phone all morning, actually, with my mom. My mom lives in Florida. We're deciding what to do with our families. We're still in Tampa right now. We'll see what happens. But... I've been on the phone all my Donald Trump did a phone. I promise you, I said more impeachable things on my phone call with my mom about this storm than uh, Donald Trump said to Zelensky back in the day about investigating Joe Biden, who is guilty as sin, as his family is guilty as sin. And what are they guilty of? Carving up America and our security and handing it to our enemies on a platter. That's why we're seeing terrifying moments like this next story. Do you know that China and Russia are doing joint military drills in Alaska and the U.S. Coast Guard had to go find them? This is shocking stuff. This is from the New York Post. U.S. Coast Guard ship on a routine patrol in the Bering Sea came across a guided missile cruiser from Alaska. This happened on Monday. So everyone's focused on the uh, hurricane that's in the Gulf of Mexico right now. How about we go up to uh, the other shore, the other ocean, check out Alaska Russia is sitting there saying that they want Alaska back. A member of the Russian parliament actually demanded that we give Alaska back to the Russians. Do you know this? A couple months ago uh, in uh, a tit-for-tat kind of Ukraine thing. Do you know that that's happening? The Russians want Alaska back. And now they're doing joint drills with the damn... They're doing joint drills with the, the, the damn Chinese off the coast of Alaska. Let's read. It turned out the cruiser wasn't alone. It sailed 86 miles north of Alaska's Kasika Island. The patrol boat, known as the known as a cutter called Kimball, later discovered that there were two other Chinese naval ships, four Russian naval vessels, including a destroyer, all in a single formation. They were sailing together. 
This means that they are coordinating together to buzz the American coastline, to come after American property. The Honolulu-based Kimball vessel observed the ships and then they broke into formation and dispersed. So they were doing this surreptitiously. This was a military maneuver off our coast to test American defenses. Are you prepared for what's coming? Are you prepared? While the formation has operational in accordance with international rules, we meet presence with presence to ensure that there's no disruptions to U.S. interests in the maritime environment around Alaska. This is the Rear Admiral Nathan Moore, 17th Coast Guard Division commander. He's saying that they had to confront a military operation, joint operation from the Chinese and the Russians off the coast of America. Are you reading this? Are you connecting it with the two stories, the Chinese spy in Hunter Biden's office, handing Joe Biden maps, handing Joe Biden, oh, here, here you go, Joe Biden. Here's what we would like for you to do, please. Here's the oil we want from America. Draining America's oil supply, draining our ability to fuel our tankers and our ships in a time of war. And now they're buzzing the coastline of America. The Coast Guard said the Operational Frontier Sentinel Guidelines calls for meeting presence with presence when strategic competitors operate in and around U.S. waters. The Kimball will continue to monitor the area. So you have a military operation off our coasts with the Chinese and the Russians working together. Are you scared yet? Do you, do you, do you fear that we are being run into World War III by these incompetent asses that are literally selling out our country and selling out our nation brick by brick, oil reserve by oil reserve? You know, American aircraft carriers don't run on solar panels. F-15s don't run on wind power. <clears throat> they're weakening America. They know exactly what they're doing. They're weakening America. And now the Russians and the Chinese are combined. Everyone will tell you inside of the military intelligence community, and we know a lot of people inside the military intelligence community, a ton of my family are in this community. And also we live in Tampa. Which is where you know, where, which is where you have CENTCOM. All of our military intelligence is here in CENTCOM. So, no need to name names. But let's just say all of my neighbors work for the military, and are in military intelligence. It's like right down the road, out of McDill, where they run this thing. Every single one of them says the number one nightmare scenario, the horror scenario for the American military would be if China and Russia united and came after us. That would be the number one horror story for the American military. That is the thing that we are not prepared for. That is the thing that would be a very, that would be a disastrous, bloody third world war is if if Russia and China joined their military and their natural resource forces together to develop a military force that could combat and defeat America. And that is what they're the most scared about. These guys come over to my house. They walk in, they pluck bottles out of my bourbon cabinet. And they sit on my porch and they tell me this kind of stuff. What is Joe Biden doing? Well, he's driving those two powers together, of course. Uh, the greatest statesman would keep your enemies from uniting against you. That's the goal, right, of statesmanship. This is the like, you know, like, like, uh, like uh, 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 who is the, the famous 
Hindenburg, Hindenburg in Germany. This was what he was doing to prevent war all throughout the 1800s, like stop, like uniting alliances and stopping Europe from going to war. Now it all collapsed when Hindenburg was kicked out of his position uh, by Kaiser Wilhelm. But anyway, his entire job was to keep all of the enemies of Germany from uniting and then defeating Germany. So we are that power. And right now, Joe Biden is stumbling ass backwards into World War III. And here you have Beijing and Moscow pledging to intensify their practical cooperation in the Arctic. And all around American waters. Why would they do a thing like that? To destroy America. The answer is very clear. And why would they feel emboldened to do such a thing? Well, because they have a common enemy. The common enemy is a weakened America, weakened by its underbelly by Joe Biden. Now, why would they think that Joe Biden is a weak, confused, diseased, Old man, far more concerned about the uh, predations of children uh, than the predator drones that could be in the air protecting America. Well, because they see scenes like this from yesterday at the White House. Joe Biden was welcoming the Atlanta Braves to the White House because they won the World Series. And Joe Biden stopped the event and said, hey, every child under the age of 15, come on up to the stage and sit on my lap. Grandpa wants you to search around in my pocket to find the warm Werther's original. Uh, let's play, let's play, let's play a game. Let's play, find the, uh, Werther. I mean, my son over here, my son over here with kids out of wedlock, banging hookers and Chinese spies. And then I got me over here literally on stage while the cameras are rolling, uh, asking all the little kids to come sit on my lap in the middle of an, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of a sporting event at the white house. Yo, it's just so creepy. Joe Biden is such a predator. Watch. Yo, hey, that's not an awe moment. I don't know who's saying awe there. Would you say awe there? There's a bunch of baseball players there. Who has the bat? Yo, like, don't come at my kids. You better not be grab. Do you see Joe Biden pawing at the arm of the kid? Like, pawing at the kid's arm? Like, grabbing that poor child, that, like, young kid who didn't know any better? Pulling him in? But actually, the kids do know better. The kids always know. Kids always know. You got kids? Kids always know. Kids know when they're being creeped on by someone. The kids have, like, a premonition. They have a sixth sense. Kids aren't, uh, you know, the society hasn't permeated their brains to just be polite and to fake it. The kids like straight up, no. Kids will just straight up tell you, I don't want to be around you. You're a creep. Stop touching me. Like, seriously, stop breathing on me. You smell like old, rotted cabbage that uh, like is inside of a ball of Munster cheese that has been sitting in a humid barn. Shatapon by the pony. Like, you smell bad, man. Your dandruff is getting on me. You have fake teeth. You have fake hair. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to play the game where I search for the Werther's original in your pocket. Those kids are all like, like, you see the kid, like the one kid on the side is like literally, literally like swinging over. The kid in the gray shirt is like swinging to the side to stay away from Joe Biden. He's like squenching his, his 
neck up in order to keep his arms as far away from Joe Biden as possible. They clearly, they clearly prepared these kids for this moment. And these MLB players are like, do not let this old disease syphilitic man touch you. So Joe Biden, of course, at the event had no idea what the hell was going on. Uh, he had to be bossed around by his own staff. He didn't know what was happening. Watch. Anyway, you got oh more. Hold up your Biden shirt uh, for this picture. All right. Okay, I think we have the creepy Joe mini cut. I think we actually have this. I wanted this. Like, I think we have like the 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 cut from like you could actually see the kids being repulsed by Joe Biden as he as he takes his hands and paws for them, like paws at the kids and tries to grab and pull the kids in. Watch. We've got a lot of thanks to give out here. First and foremost. Okay. Yo, keep your kids away from Joe Biden. If you don't want to scar them for life, keep your kids away from this man. This man is a disease. He is a disease and he has a disease. He is a predator. He's a predator. We believe Tara Reid. We've seen we've seen no evidence to to say that what Tara Reid's accusations against Joe Biden aren't true. Joe Biden's a predator. Joe Biden was recently at an event talking about how he met some girl when she was 12 and he was 30 and she meant a whole lot to him and she they they got a lot accomplished together. What the hell with this guy? Seriously, what's going on with Joe Biden? Well, it's pretty clear. He's a predator. Guys, come here, he said. Everyone under 15, come on. He met briefly with some boys and turned another girl and beckoned. Come on, honey, he said, urging her to come over. I've got daughters. Come on. He later knelt down on one knee and took a young boy and pawed at his arm until he got it and pulled him closer into his lap to pivot for a picture. Dude, keep your kids away from Joe. Will you be invited to the White House? I certainly won't, but let's say that it happened. I wouldn't go. Want to why? Because I want to protect my kids. Why are we going to maybe leave Tampa? Well, because same thing. I want to protect my kids from a disaster. And that disaster is, um, you know, could be, it could be a storm that crushes my house, or it could be uh, Joe Biden who uh, crushes my kid's psyche by like sniffing on them and creeping on them. Seriously. Jesus says like, protect the little children. Jesus talks about people like Joe Biden. Jesus says, yo, if you harm one of these little kids, then it's going to be worse. Like, like it's going to be worse for you than if you had ever been born. It'd be better for you to have a big rock tied around your neck and be chucked in the ocean during the hurricane. This is what Jesus says. Don't harm little kids. Like they're innocent and heaven is inherited by little kids like these is what Christ says. So don't harm little kids. Joe Biden, like his entire career, we just played you the clip, like harming little, little kids. It's really, it, it's, it's really sick, sick stuff. So how much more can the White House harm? Who else can they harm? Well, they can harm their honored guests yesterday. Are you from Georgia? Are you from Atlanta? Well, you're probably very happy that the Braves won the World Series. This is a big deal for you. Georgia's having a moment in sports right now. The Georgia Bulldogs seem unstoppable in college football and could probably beat a lot of NFL teams. So Georgia having a moment in, uh, in, in sporting, in the sporting world in Georgia, 
Go on and elect your boy Herschel Walker. Come on, man. You gotta elect you gotta elect Herschel Walker. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. Also a legendary sports figure in Georgia. He needs to win against Raphael Warnock, uh, the Black Sabbath quote unquote pastor who's for unlimited uh, abortion at all times and is an abusive husband and so on and so forth. Like seriously, Raphael Warnock is a sick, uh, disgusting individual, and you know he'll have his reckoning. Uh, like we all will someday, but like, don't call yourself a pastor if you're for uh, the unlimited slaughter of the unborn. Don't, don't do it. You don't, you don't want, you know, well, you wouldn't like what comes next. Anyway, so you have a situation here where you have uh, Georgia being the focal point of a lot of the congratulations in the sports world, the Atlanta Braves, a incredible World Series victory. And at the same day, the same day, these people can't help themselves. The same day that the Atlanta Braves are at the White House to get their little pat on the back from Joe Biden and have Joe Biden like uh, like lick and, and sniff their kids uh, like like a scratch and sniff coloring book. Well, Corinne Jean-Pierre is out saying that they need to change their name. <laughs> they ain't got to change your name. You're a racist. Congratulations on your uh, victory in sports. You're a racist, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Coming, coming in over the top saying that we need to have a conversation about the Atlanta Braves changing their names. You love, I mean, you love, you just, this White House is so bad at what they do. You kind of just like to sit back and watch and you love to see it. It's a little mean girl of us, little Regina George, and we're we're here for it. Watch Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, just make a complete ass of herself while the Atlanta Braves are still on the property. While Braves players are still on the property, while Joe Biden just accepted a Braves jersey with the Braves insignia on it and the Braves name on it, Jill, uh, like like Corinne Jean Pierre is saying, "Are we out? That uh, we got to change your name." Watch. Um, um, the president hosting the Atlanta Braves today. Wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial about the team name, the Braves name, the so-called tomahawk shop. Any thoughts on? That? So, look, we we believe that it's important um, to have this conversation. Uh, you know, and uh, and Native American and Indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. Oh, okay, good. So we believe it's important to have the conversation of the team that we just invited to the White House, to, forcing you to change their names. Great. What other conversations? So they're talking about that. Kenji Pierre is talking about that. What else are you talking about? They're talking about the tomahawk chop, right? They're talking about the tomahawk chop, which is the Braves chop that they do, right? In you know, when, when they're up in the inning or when they want to do their whatever. I don't I, I I'm not a Braves fan. I don't go to their games. I don't know when they do it. I know they do it. There's a tomahawk chop. What about the other tomahawk? What about the real tomahawk chops? Like the people getting chopped to pieces in New York City. What about the people getting stabbed to death? What about the uncontrolled and rampant crime all throughout this country that is created in total and absolute devastating effect inside of only Democrat-run cities. What about that? What about that chop? What about those tomahawk chops on the New York City subway or in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco or in Detroit or in Chicago? How about the people getting chopped down in Chicago? There's like 20 people shot this weekend in Chicago. How about those chops? Cringy Pierre was asked about it by Peter Ducey about the crime waves happening in Democrat cities. 
just the original question, does President Biden think America's big cities are safe? It is not, it is not, a, um, it is not a yes or no question. It is very much a question of what has he done? Okay, so what has he done? What has he done? We want to know. Like, what has he done? Jen Psaki is there, like the person who Karine Jean-Pierre inherited the role from. Jen Psaki is there saying on MSNBC this weekend, uh, yo, if we don't get this under control, we're doomed in the midterms. Crime is like the biggest thing. People are really upset about how dangerous their neighborhoods are that we've controlled and run into the ground because everyone who goes to jail for a violent crime, we literally release them the same day to go commit more violent crimes. So Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about, you know, her predecessor saying such a thing on MSNBC. Here's how it went. Ben Saki says that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. Why would she say that? So, you know, um, again, I can't do electoral politics from here, as you know, uh, but I, I kind of I don't agree with your characterization of what she actually said. Uh, Oh, well, lucky you, Karine Jean-Pierre. We literally have what Jen Psaki actually said. Here's what Jen Psaki actually said on TV about crime. Go. If it is a referendum on the president, they will lose. And they know that. They also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. I would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities. Got it. So what does that mean? It means that that's what she said. Karine Jean-Pierre, her only tactic is to, one, stare directly at her paper and go like this and and flutter her eyelids, to stare directly at her paper when answering a question, okay, and answer. You've never seen more press secretary. What if I did the entire show like this? What if I did the entire show staring directly down at a piece of paper, fluttering my eyelids, reading from a script, and and then to look up and be like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. The southern border is wide open. Three million people came into America this year. I don't agree with that. That's not what I agree with. We're going to start agreeing with it in New York City because in New York City, they're going to start building encampments for the amount of illegal immigrants inside of Manhattan. This is incredible. You think crime is bad in New York City? Try putting thousands of migrants in tent cities around Manhattan. That's happening right now. Eric Adams, migrant camps begin to take shape Trucks arrive in the Bronx to begin construction of huge tent city for 1,000 migrants being bussed in New York City by Texas, despite the borough president's local opposition. Oh, my. Oh, the sanctuary city people are opposed to being a sanctuary. So apparently there are so many criminal migrants in New York and New York, of course, already spinning out of control with crime and murders and just savagery and filth and just disgust. It's no longer safe to walk the streets. It's definitely not safe to take the Metro. It's definitely not safe to take the subway. Please. If you live in New York, get the hell out. We live in a big, wonderful country. There's so many nice, peaceful places to move to. Don't take your politics with you. Certainly don't take the crime with you and don't take the smell with you. Don't take the rats with you, man. It's sick. I see. I've seen rats that you could like put a saddle on and ride in New York city. I have to do a lot of work out of New York, man. I hate going up there, but the people who will hate it the most are the migrants. Some 13,000 migrants who've been bussed since August from Texas to New York that will have to live inside of tent cities. Are you ready for Hoovervilles again? America construction workers in the Bronx are beginning on Monday to build the first two tent cities designed to host 13,000 migrants who've been bussed since August into the city from Texas. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, 
last week announced the creation of the 10 cities to house the influx of migrants. One site would be on the Orchard Beach in the Bronx, he said. A second had not yet been determined. Orchard Beach? Wait, so you can just put the migrants up on the beach? What's wrong with Martha's Vineyard? Eric, yo, just send them to Martha's Vineyard. They got beaches there too. They got plenty of land. In New York, you don't have any land. You don't have any, you don't have any space in New York. Send them to Martha's Vineyard, MV, baby. Obama's got 30 acres. Seven baths, seven bedrooms, ready to go. Yet on Monday, the construction went underway. The Bronx president said they were concerned about the new development, both the impact it would have on the community and the safety of all involved. Workers in hard tasks were seen carrying metal poles and delivering trucks, and others drilled into the ground and prepare construction for the tents. They are concerned because this might increase crime and also because these Tent cities are taking up hurricane evacuation areas. <laughs> you love to see it. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the uh, local news clip on the uh, the migrants in New York. Because we're in New York. Come on, baby. That's right. You're in New York now. You're in a sanctuary city. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do. Except for stay there, of course. Because the smarmy libs who love open borders are going to kick your ass into a tent city. All these Venezuelans. All these people who build the buildings and stock the shelves. You're not allowed here. You don't get to come here. We're a sanctuary city. That means get the hell out. Get in the tent cities. We built tents for you. Baby. It's incredible. I mean, this is just the greatest offensive play I've ever seen conservatives make. They're making offensive plays. It's a wonderful thing to see, isn't it? We're so used to controlled retreat. That's what they do. That's what these guys do. Controlled retreat. The Jebs, the McCains, the Romneys, these people controlled retreat. Okay? We haven't won a battle as conservatives since 2016. And of course, no one was counting on that one either. We haven't won a battle. Even when we had the Senate and the House and the White House, Paul Ryan, such a limp wrist loser. I couldn't get the wall built, couldn't get anything done. It's, I mean, it like didn't do anything for the base, didn't do anything for us. Past corporate bailouts, cast, you know, past big tax cuts for corporations. But that's just so he could go there and sit on the Fox News board and be anti-Trump for the whole rest of his life. What a freaking loser, that guy. What a loser. Mitch McConnell, same thing. Couldn't do anything. We lack the will to power as a party. The will to power. That's what it is. Will to power. You need to have will. You need to have the ability to go and get what you want. We gave them the ability to get what they want. What did they do? This is why Abe sits here and looks at me all day, every day when we're doing this show. We got Abe. We got Honest Abe. He just stares at me and he's angry. It's a young Abe. No beard. Young Abe. And he stares and he glares and he says, you damn it, you better be honest. And then you better have the will to power. The will to power. So what that means is you better be able to fight in a culture war. If it's a culture war, that means one side wins, one side loses. 
It's not detente. It's not culture surrender. It's not culture like line in the middle. That's that's what we've been doing for the last 30 years. It hasn't worked out great for us, has it? Okay, has it? And now look what they're trying to do to kids in school behind your back. Your children. That's what it looks like to retreat in the culture war. They will take ground until we say stop. And then until we take ground back from them and prove to them that if they live by their own rules, that it's going to be a bad life. So that's what needs to happen. And that's exactly what Texas and Florida are doing by shipping migrants. You're going to force leftists to live by their own rules. And you're going to have the 13,000 migrants encamped in your neighborhood. How about your neighborhood next? That's what's happening. They won't like it when the forces of the state are turned on George Soros's not. So what happens when George Soros gets raided? When they come after the Soros family? When they storm, when the FBI storms Hillary Clinton's home? What'll happen? These criminals, Hunter Biden. What happens? You ain't gonna like it. You're not gonna like it, but that's, the, that's where we're headed because they've made the new rules. They've made the new rules. And the polling shows that Matt Rasmussen says, is it Joe Biden's Gestapo? Trump raid hurts voters' trust in FBI. By the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the raid of the Federal Bureau of Investigation on former President Donald Trump's home has damaged the FBI's standing with Republican and independent voters. A telephone poll conducted online found that 44% of likely U.S. voters say the FBI raid on Trump's Florida home made them trust the FBI less. 29 said the it made them trust the FBI more. 50% of voters have a favorable impression of the FBI, including 20. And they, this is critically low. If you are a federal law enforcement and 50% of voters hate you, this is like panic level low. Okay. This is dictatorship level low. And that's exactly what they're running, a dictatorship. Uh, 15% of voters believe FDI, uh, FBI director Chris Frey is better than most who've held the job. 30% think Ray is worse than his predecessors. 38% think Ray's performance is about the same. That's not good. Approval of the FBI, including its rain, uh, raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago, is highest among Democrat voters, of course, because as Glenn Greenwald said, what will happen is the Democrat voter base will fuse with the deep state and then they will become essentially a fascistic force, which is exactly what's happening. They are the fascists. 30% of Republicans now view the FBI favorably, down from 38% in December. Man, nearly half of GOP voters have a very unfavorable impression of the FBI. And uh, the major party impressions of the FBI are critically low, down below 50%. You can't run a law enforcement agency when half the country hates you and doesn't believe that you are legitimate. You can't do it. So it's time for these agents to start saying no. It's time for these agents to start saying, yo, uh, we're not going to become uh, the fascist Gestapo that you want us to be. And that's precisely what's happening. The real Gestapo, now they're trying to tell you that Georgia Maloney, who we talked about yesterday and what her victory means to all of us and our movement in Italy, they're trying to tell you that she's a fascist by wanting God, family, country to be the principles upon which she runs. And she won in a massive victory yesterday in Italy. This is sending panic into the halls of the European elites and the pathetic advisor class of technocrats who are like the cold, smarmy, like uh, Klaus Schwab kind of Bond villain style people. Every time you see one of these, like what's the lady's name in charge of the European Union? Ursula von Hindenburg. 
I mean, they're like literally out of central casting. They're bad people. And they're trying to say now that the democracy of Italy that elected democratically a leader that they oppose, well, that that's somehow fascism. That's not how any of this works. You're the fascists. <laughs> like it's, it's really simple if you go through the definition of fascism, which is the fusion of corporate interests with the states and the use of that in order to crush any opposition and in order to control people. That's what fascism is, definitionally. It is dictator-run, military-run states where opposition is illegal. What's happening in Italy is the opposite of fascism. That's why it's wonderful to see the head of Italy's largest left-wing party. He has resigned in shame after being crushed yesterday. He was crushed by freedom fighters who Giorgia Maloney represents. The people who are calling her a fascist are the ones who behave the most like the fascist. People who say they're anti-fascist, the closest thing we have to fascism in, the, in America is Antifa, who call themselves anti-fascist. Listen, guys, words will have no meaning. Two, they'll, they'll tell you that two plus two does not equal four. Words will have no meaning. They won't be able to define a woman. They won't be able to define security. They will say we have secure borders when 4 million criminal migrants have flooded this country. That's more than the population of my home state of Iowa. That's where I was raised. I lived 20 some odd years of my life in Iowa. More people than the population of my home state have flooded across our borders. They have emptied out their jails in South America and they've sent those people packing to our country, bags filled with fentanyl, ready to slaughter our children. There's a bunch of people on the terrorist watch list and they say that it's secure. Yo, listen, man, these people don't live in reality. They don't live in biological reality where chromosomes exist. They don't live in electoral reality where we have an opportunity and a chance in this November to like destroy the Democratic Party forever. And we will. And they certainly don't live inside of a like rational reality for how we protect this country. Hunter Biden's sleeping with Chinese spies as China and Russia do military drills in Alaska, off the Alaska coastline. They want a worse life for you. And we had my daughter wander in in the middle of the show, and it, it was awesome. I mean, honestly, I like talking about my kids. I don't mind like sharing photos of my kids online. I think it's important to like talk about our motivations. And this is our motivation. God, family, country. God, family, country. It was on Tucker's show all last night. Like he did his entire monologue, God, family, country with this. And it's like so special that this moniker that we say every single show is becoming universally rung. The bell is becoming rung around the world. It is an awesome thing to see. That is the drive. That's the motivation. That's why we do this show. We stand against the leftists and the sick Marxists who want to destroy the family, who of course don't believe in God. If you read the first chapter of Karl Marx's book, the first chapter, the first chapter of the Communist Manifesto talks about how the biggest problems that communism faces is the church and the family. They must be destroyed. Got to get rid of the church. Got to get rid of the family. People must have no allegiance other than the state. That is what we're against. It's pretty simple. Distilled down to that. Okay? So with that in mind, will I be doing this show tomorrow? Will we be doing our Newsmax show? We're not sure. Because my family is my number one priority. We are in Tampa. We're going to go down and look and like chat about it right now. 
Uh, but letting you all know that we understand we will stay safe. Uh, we will protect our children. We will uh, fight to protect your children. That's why we do the show every single day. That's why we want to stay online. That's why we love you. And that's why we say thank you for watching. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.